you can't control women. You can only control yourself. There's all these guys that are like, oh, we got to fix women. All these women are broken. The modern women. It's like, dude, you can't change women, man. When I was online dating, I'd be texting with girls like off of a dating site or something, you know, to be saying this and that and that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, do whatever you want. I, I have no interest in owning and controlling a woman. That sounds freaking exhausting. You do you. You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man podcast, and here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. You should know what to do already. Drop a comment. Any comment will do. Your favorite emoji. You can even be the word comment. It doesn't matter. All that kind of stuff boosts us in algorithm. If you guys are watching during the uh, live, the pre-recorded live play on Monday morning, sound off in the live chat. It actually uh, helps boost us in the algorithm with that as well. I may be in there. I may not be. But if I'm not in there, just talk amongst yourselves. It's fine. You guys can send Super Chats during these pre-records. I will see them on the back end. I'll take a screenshot of it and I'll share it on social media. I cannot bring them up on the screen though, but it does help support the show. Follow me on social media, guys. The links are in the description. Get on my email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. Get your PDF with 20 dating app openers that are guaranteed to capture a woman's attention in the first seven words. And I'll also mail you some stickers for your troubles. Check out the Practical Law of Attraction course. I'm going to play a commercial for that. Join the beer club, beer.comeonmanpod.com. It's a, it's a group of guys. We just get together. We have some drinks and we talk about guy stuff. You know, it's just a good outlet for guys. A lot of guys don't have a good group of men that they can come to and just talk talk smack. You know what I mean? You have to worry about offending women because women aren't invited to this. Anytime guys have a men's group and then they bring women in, it ruins the dynamic. Okay. It ruins, it absolutely ruins the dynamic. Men need time away from women. Okay. <laughs> this is your opportunity for that. It's only 10 bucks a month. It's virtual. It's good time. And finally, coaching is available at gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. There's a, a free trial available for each of those tiers as well. So if you want to sign up, just see what it's going to be like. We have our first call or whatever. Um, it doesn't cost anything for the first, uh, I can't remember how, how long it is, but uh, if you get value in it, just stay signed up and, and, and we'll continue. We'll work towards those goals. If you don't like it, no problem. Cancel any time. No harm, no foul. All right, guys. My guest this week is the legendary, legendary, but humble Archwinger. Archwinger, if you guys didn't know, was very prominent in the Married Red Pill subreddit. I think he was actually a moderator at some point in the Married Red Pill subreddit. And he wrote some of the best articles ever. He was one of the, the best writers. If you ever watch Ryan Stone, a lot of his philosophy comes from Archwinger's articles, Archwinger's writing. And, um, you know, because I also learned from Ryan Stone. I have also gone back to the archives now and looked at some of the stuff that Ryan used to, uh, likes to reference and Archwingers, uh, he's up there. He's up there. And recently within a couple of weeks ago, I think, or maybe even a month or two ago now, uh, Ryan brought Archwinger out of the darkness <laughs> and, uh, had him on his podcast. And, and since then Archwinger has been pretty active on Twitter and so I reached out to him and said, man, I'd love to talk to you about this stuff. And he's just so down to earth and humble. You know, he's just a regular dude, just happened to have been going through a, a, a period of his, uh, his then uh, marriage, his, his first marriage, and things just weren't working out. 
<clears throat> so he started studying this stuff. It turned out that uh, his uh, his now ex-wife was a lesbian. So all the all the stuff that he was trying to do wasn't going to work anyway because <laughs> she was into chicks, right? So he found the strength to leave that relationship. Now he's in a, a, a what sounds like a healthy marriage, right? He left the space, I think, like seven years ago. And uh, he's just now popping back in. I don't think he's writing anymore. But we talk about like some of his his top articles and what the 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 motivation was behind those and what the meaning was behind some of those. So it's a really good interview. I think you guys are going to like it. And I will bring you that right after these words. Are you struggling to find a good quality woman? They are very rare indeed these days. If you spend any time at all watching content in the men's podcast space, or you spend time on dating apps or going out to clubs, you're seeing low quality promiscuous women. You're finding women with daddy issues and personality disorders or a myriad of other red flags, and you are frustrated. I get it, brother, but what if I were to tell you that the reason why you're only seeing these types of women is because of your mindset, because of your paradigm. We get what we focus on in life, and you have trained your mind to focus on the type of women that you don't want. So those are the types of women that keep showing up for you again and again. Let's change that mindset today. If you're a guy looking to attract high quality, submissive women into your life, then I've got the perfect solution for you. And let me tell you, brother, it's all about mindset. That's right, you've got to reprogram your thinking to focus on the type of women you do want. That's where my Practical Law of Attraction course comes in. It's packed with proven psychology-based techniques that will help you manifest your dream woman. Trust me, you won't find this stuff anywhere else. Explained in such a simple, easy to use way. And let me tell you, when you start using these methods, you'll be amazed at how quickly things start changing for you. Picture this, you're out on the town, feeling confident and magnetic. All the women are drawn to you like moth to a flame. And best of all, you're attracting the type of women that are submissive and high quality. It's not that they weren't there before, it's that you weren't aware of them before. My course will teach you how to be more hyper aware of the kind of women that you actually want. It will teach you to believe that you're the most attractive man around. And when you believe it, you'll carry yourself that way. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for my course today. Visit loa.comeonmanpod.com. That's loa.comeonmanpod.com. Start living the life you've always dreamed of. Don't miss out on this opportunity to up your game and find the woman of your dreams. The law of attraction is nothing without action. So what are you waiting for? Act now. All right, joining me today is a man who, in his words, pissed some stuff out from his keyboard, but in doing so, ended up being one of the most quoted guys in the red pill space that only a select few have ever heard of. He goes by Arschwinger, and am I pronouncing that right? Is it Archwinger or Arschwinger? Uh, Arch, like card CH. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. It's like from a video game boss, like a 1980s Nintendo game or something. And I just, okay. you know, had to, had to think of a Reddit handle that wasn't used. And so that, that's what I came up with. Okay. Okay. Fascinating. All right. Arch Winger. And, uh, and if, and you've, listen, if you've ever learned anything from Ryan Stone, you probably didn't realize a lot of those ideas came from this man. What's going on, man? How are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's like my 8 p.m. It's a little bit past my bedtime, drinking some tea, just put the little baby to bed. And, you know, um, yeah, just chilling now. Oh, well, well, thank you for staying up with me. So well, I watched a couple of your episodes. Like you're like you're super cool. You're a bald, bearded, like muscled manly guy who in his spare time flies to Vegas to wrestle all you know, other muscle guys. And... Right. 
<laughs> I know I watched one of your episodes, like you know, from a week ago or something. You had another bald bearded manly guy with a really cool eye patch who wrestles red deer in his spare time, and you know, yeah. I guess I am the least manly man you have ever shared a screen with. <laughs> well, that you know the the wrestling bit, that whole thing was because Glenn Lawrence he had this he had this idea of basically making fun of all the dumb internet beefs that are out there in the manosphere, and so he's like, what if we did some kind of wrestling skit right and i was like and, you know i'm a pro wrestling fan so i'm like <laughs> say no say less man let's do this. so i just totally ran with it those and dramas then, aren't dumb i mean like you know people they, they make like twitter and youtube money and all that stuff now like i mean anyone who ever said something smart on reddit 10 years ago like now they all have books they all have youtube channels they all you know they're all making internet bucks you know trying to cash in that one smart thing they said 10 years ago like, I, I apparently missed a train like you know i just went away you know and got remarried and did dumb shit you know everyone else like making money right yeah i was gonna ask you about that so so to, to make this easy for both of us i went through the red pill archive i pulled up your top 10 most popular posts from the married red pill uh and we'll go through as many of those as we can just just talk about the ideas behind them maybe dig into what inspired them and stuff like that but according to the archive your first post was in 2013 and your last post was in 2017, so so about five years. And then you said, "Fuck it!" Did, like, did you did you get bored with it? Like, what happened? Yeah, I'm I'm sitting on my keyboard, you know, and like I'm I'm typing something, and I'm pretty sure I've already said this before, or maybe I just read something. Like Whisper said the same thing like last week, and I'm running out of like stuff to say. Like, you can just go and like you know check my old crap, really, and then. On top of that, you know, my first marriage is starting to finally fail. You know, I, I browbeated my wife to submission where we're having sex more often, but she's not really into it. And it turned out she liked girls. So, you know, that explains a lot. It turned out, um, looking back, there were some signs that maybe at the time I did not notice. But, you know, looking back, it made a lot of sense. And, you know, so my marriage is failing. I'm, I'm actually, you know, hitting online dating really, really hard. And that actually takes a lot of time. And it's like shooting fish in a barrel, man, when you're like, you know, in your 30s and you're not fat and you still have hair and you know you, the red pill stuff actually works on like women who aren't gay and so yeah i was having a good time and <laughs> i i didn't have a lot of time to like you know sit around and you know perseverate on what i'm going to post on reddit next week to get like clicks and upvotes mm, got it okay all right that makes a lot of sense um see like for me uh i sort of i still like to keep up with this stuff because I, i'm i'm one of those guys that i've noticed that in this space a lot of guys not not all of them, but a lot of guys will read the material and they'll go out and practice it just long enough to get their next relationship. And then they forget all the stuff. They stop practicing it. They just fall back on old programming. And then, uh, yeah. And so, then yeah, like, you know, the first one to have sex with you, you have a girlfriend again. You forget all about the red pill. Four months later, you're back. She dumped me. She did exactly what you'd expect her to do. And you yeah, know, here you are. So I, I was uh, one of those guys was who was like, well, I, I never want to. I'd never want to do that. I'd never want to re, you know, fall back on old programming. And it takes, it takes a, I mean, it took me, you know, 40 years to find this stuff. It, it's going to take a little while to, to completely undo 40 years worth of programming. So well, I'd like you, to, you know, only half been... of marriages end in divorce and, you know, some of them are happy. Like, I mean, the reason that the, the blue pill way of thinking is so seductive is it does work sometimes. Some guys mm -hmm. are nice to a girl. They meet one, they get married. They don't get divorced. They have kids. They do all right. Like it works sometimes. Mm -hmm. tell the guy maybe you just met the wrong woman maybe you know you just need to try again like that might work i mean it's it's suboptimal but it works for some people yeah yeah it's i would say that one's more of a it's like a luck strategy it's like a law of averages kind of strategy whereas i think red pill is a little more strategic 
it Red helps Pulse, guys. like counting cards. I mean, even if you do everything right and you vet a woman, you meet every single checklist and you behave in a certain way you learn on the internet, your marriage still might fail. And it it's still not, might, yeah. It's yeah. not your fault. You, you, you're, you're counting cards. You're upping your odds a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're at least giving it an old, the old college try, <laughs> I would say. All right. So so the the the, the most popular, most up up uh, voted post that you wrote was called Men Are Not Happy. Uh, now, this one's uh, sort of about how men don't find red pill if their relationships are good. What what sort of was the the inspiration behind that one? I think there was some boneheaded article somewhere else on Reddit, like, you know, my boyfriend was awesome and then he found a red pill and then he like, you know, tanked everything acting like this misogynistic asshole or something. And uh-huh. I remember, you know. When I first found Reddit, I'm a, I'm a dude in his 30s. I'm sitting on the toilet, you know, like Googling it. I just kind of fight with my wife, you know, like wife won't fuck me or something. Like she's a super bitch all the time. And, and you know, I found some article like from the Business Insider, a hit piece in the Red Pill. I'm reading it and I'm like, all the quotes from the Red Pill make more sense than the hit piece. And so I, I find my way over to Reddit. I've never actually been on Reddit before. I didn't really know a whole lot about it. So I'm just reading everything on the front page and everything makes sense. Like, you know, all these things, like, you know, the guys are talking about, like, it's almost like they're speaking my experiences. And, I guess you feel that that sense like, wow, you know, I'm not alone out there. Like, this is really what men and women are like. I'm I'm not, you know, like some aberration. I'm not as worthless as my wife thinks I am or something like that. And so you start reading this stuff. And yeah, it's, I kind of stumbled down there. And so, I'm, you know, I guess I was on Reddit for a while when I saw that article. And I'm like, you know, nobody who is in a happy relationship, like, ends up, like, finding a misogynistic community and then, you know, like, <laughs> tanking it. Like, it, it yeah. just doesn't happen. Like, like none of these, like, complaint stories from women ever say, gosh, we were having sex four times a week, and, and then he tanked it for no reason. Like, never. It's always, you know, like, you know, so, there's something wrong behind the scenes. And so I'm thinking about that. And it just it didn't make any sense to me. So I, and I wrote this kind of, like, this rage bait, you know, thing to get people to click on it and say, wow, I feel exactly the same way our twingers writing. You know, tap into a guy's emotions. Like, yeah. you're here because you're not happy something is wrong in the world like maybe that matrix analogy really does you know this whole truth of splinter in your mind something ain't right here and you know you're not happy something's not working for you and you're looking for solutions perhaps desperately on the internet maybe unwisely on the internet but here you are yeah yeah i think uh we talked about this on the the dragon ship the other day but yeah i, I didn't i didn't i don't think people called it red pill back then or or at least i never even heard the term red pill when it came to this stuff but i used to listen to Tom Likas radio show uh, when I was married and I was, I was miserable at this point. And that show just happened to be on during my evening commute home. And I would just listen to, you know, Tom Likas talk about how all women are gold diggers and women are bitches and women are nags. And I'm just like, yeah, fuck those Good on you for, <laughs> for actually realizing you were miserable until I got out of my marriage. Yeah. I didn't realize how unhappy I was in my marriage. Like you just get used to it and you know, realize how, how pathetically unhappy you are all the time. And every day you wake up and like, you'd rather be at work than home dealing with your wife. And like, yeah. yeah. And that really weighs on your soul, you know? And then it makes you like less attractive to everybody. Your boss hates you. You know, it's harder to make friends. Your wife hates you even more. I mean, it, it's a bad place to be. And when you're that unhappy and something's weighing on your soul like that, just crushing you day by day, it's um, it's good if you can realize you're miserable and start making some changes. Actually, I think uh, some employers like it because, you know, for me, I would I would much rather stay late and work late and, and solve computer problems than be home with my bitch wife. 
you know, or have her go, oh, can you help me with these chores? Like, no, I'd, I'd much rather stay here and work on this server and get promoted. Well, employers <laughs> would like you to have the sense of urgency where if you don't keep this job, like, you know, and do whatever your boss says, yeah. you get fired, you lose your home, your wife divorces, you lose your kids. Like, that really lights a fire under your butt. They like that. I mean, if you're like, you know, staring at the floor, like, and you hate life all the time, and you're probably going to shoot up the office, they don't like that, but they do want yeah. you to work hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair point. <laughs> um. All right, so the next article was uh, the pre-fuck conversation is one big autism screen test. Uh, so this post was it was about why men don't need to establish emotional intimacy before a chick will sleep with him, um, which is true. I mean, that, that was something that when I got into the space and I learned that uh, you don't have to sit there and build rapport for like days on let's for a dating app, for example, right? A lot of guys think that they have to just text back and forth for two weeks to 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 then ask her on a date because you got to create some kind of connection. Like, no, man, get well, the fuck I, off the dating app. And I mean, think about person. the impetus of the red pill. Like, you know, it was started by these old dudes in their thirties who you know got a relationship, and now it's like two thousand seven or something. And what got them a girlfriend in nineteen ninety seven is not working at all in two thousand seven because the game changed. Mm -hmm. We had a casual sex culture now. So the myths of the 1980s, you meet a girl, you're nice to her, you become friends. Over time, you realize you like each other, you start dating. After several months of dating, you decide you want to get serious, and then you start having sex. Like, that's not the game anymore. The game is you meet a woman online, you have sex the day you meet. If the sex is good, you'll keep it up, and you'll keep hooking up for a few months, and maybe after spending enough time together, you like each other. Mm -hmm. Like, back in the 80s, your girlfriend tells you, let's take it slow. That means let's not have sex. Let's date and see what develops emotionally. Today, your girl tells you, let's take it slow. That means let's just have sex. And, you know, we'll see if anything <laughs> happens. Like, it, it's a complete reversal. We have the casual yeah. sex culture now, and the game changed. And so, you know, the old rules, like, they, they used to work, like, in, you know, 1985 or something. But it ain't 1985 anymore. And so, you know, now when you meet a girl, you're not trying to be her friend. You're not trying to establish emotional intimacy prior to sex. If anything, that demonstrates you're not in on the game. You don't know what the heck you're doing. It's a, it shows low social aptitude. Mm -hmm. And really, the, 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 you know, when you meet a girl, now you need to show the game. You have to banter. You have to be fun, cocky, interesting. You know, you're not even really trying to connect with the girl so much as just flex your social aptitude and make mm -hmm. the night fun for her. You know, be, be interesting. And, and, you know, you can talk about your favorite books and movies or something if you've been dating for six months. But, yeah, when you first meet her, you, you want to steer things toward bed and toward fun because that story where she meets a guy, it was fun, he was interesting, and I ended up in bed with him. You know, you want to give her a good experience that first night. And then six months later, if you're still hooking up, maybe maybe she's your girlfriend. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you sort of want to give her give her a story, you know. And one thing that I, I talk a lot about on the podcast is um, my one of my one of my friends – uh, from the, the men's group that I came out of, he, he calls it Batman game, you know, where a girl like asks you what you do for a living and stuff. And you just like, you just make it absurd, you know, and you don't tell her anything about yourself and you just let her tell everything about herself and uh, just let her keep talking. You do like, you just basically shut up and let her talk. And it's... weirdly, like if you get a girl to like talk about like, was it her, her family, her job, her, what she does for fun and her hopes and dreams, and you <laughs> haven't told her crap about yourself, she yeah. will feel like she's had the best conversation ever. Whereas like, you know, if you're talking about yourself the whole time, like you're answering her job interview questions, that's boring. Like, you know, yeah. she'll like, she'll lose your number. Like, you know, you want to be interesting. Right. Yeah. No, she doesn't care that you're some, 
IT guy somewhere or some some attorney somewhere, right? You just so we used to we always tell girls, oh, I uh, you know, I dress up like a bat, fight crime at night, you know. Like what what do you do? And then just turn around and switch it back on her. Yeah, um, it makes her look like, oh come on, what do you really do? You know, you make uh -huh. her pull it out of you a little bit. Right. Yeah. And then and women sort of like want to unravel that mystery. You know, they want to, you know, use their female intuition to figure you out. So it's like, don't give everything away. Don't give everything away. Yeah. And, and if you don't play that, that, you know, jokester game well, like your Batman, you're just like, yeah, I sit at a desk all day and I type code. You want to talk about this? You're being boring. Next question. You know, make her qualify to you a little bit. Yeah. 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 I like that. Um. All right. So the next one. Never show weakness. She is not on your side. Uh, what was that? What, what what was that one about? Well, I mean, a lot of guys when they get to you know where they have a good relationship, even a strong relationship, the the inclination is now I've got you know I don't my soulmate, my my helpmate, whatever you think it is. Like I've got a teammate. Where it's us against the world, and it is not so. It, it it's the world and her against you a lot of times. So you're in that situation. The inclination is I can finally relax a little bit. I can stop grinding. I can stop doing the work. I can. You know, let her in on my bad day. I'm about to get fired. I'm in trouble at work. I'm having a hard time with X, Y, Z. You know, you want to open up to your your spouse because that's the natural thing, you know, you think you would do. I mean, your spouse, you spend, you know, your, a lot of time with her. Most of, you know, more than any other person. And so then this person becomes your best friend. This person becomes like, you know, your manager. Or they'll tell you what he's doing around the house. They're becoming your secretary. You have to delegate to them things you can't do yourself. Like, and you spread your 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 wife or your girlfriend really really thin, and this makes it really hard for them to be a good girlfriend then because you know you're given all these other roles. And so the second you start showing all this vulnerability and you know you start um I guess showing cracks in the armor and weakness, that starts your downward spiral. You know at that point you don't have just a girlfriend, you have a mommy, a secretary, a best friend, and you're not meeting those needs on your own. You're you're heaping all those needs on her. And eventually that's going to become too much, or at least it's going to make her a really bad girlfriend or a really bad wife. And so that's kind of the impetus for that is once you start showing weakness, that's, you know, those cracks in your arm become your downward spiral. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that, that was one thing I had to learn too, because I think like most guys, um, guys who are in LTRs or they're, they're married, they, uh, they stop hanging out with other dudes and they, 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 their only person that they talk with is their, their wife, right? They go to work. You know, they don't, I mean, they don't really talk about personal issues with, with their coworkers. They go home, crack open a beer, dump all their problems on their girl, and then go to sleep. And yeah. if, if you don't have bros, you know, your life is going to be lacking. I mean, number one, you need yeah. things to do besides your wife. Your life is not your primary focus of entertainment. You need, you need hobbies, and those hobbies need to involve bros. And then, like, you need to go and do things with your bros. You need to have fun. That is separate from your your wife or girlfriend. Like, you know, if she is the only thing you do for fun, then, you know, like almost like, I don't know, some women, they get insecure. If you could have fun, it's completely separate from them. Like some women, like they're going to try to like rein you back in. So it makes them really insecure. That's, that's usually a woman with like some mental health issues or something. And so mm -hmm. that's a good, a good way to spot a red flag there. But yeah, if you don't have bros and hobbies and things going on in your life besides your relationship, then you know, your relationship becomes all of that. And that's a lot. It's not fair to put that on a woman. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's interesting because society says, oh, well, no, no, she should, she should, you should be able to do that. And it's like, yeah, maybe you should, but that's just not how women are wired and women, you know, they think that they should be your sort of rock and that they can be your confidant they might even want to, but they should, they're just not wired that way. So when you start doing it, they're, 
you know, lizard brain starts saying, Hey, what's up with this guy? Like he can't handle his own shit. Like yeah, I, it, I, I need to find someone really, that can handle his it's like shit. Not conscious either. Like there's no yeah. like, you know, thing where he's, he weighed this way. And so then I lost attraction for him. It's just more like she wokes up one day and she's not happy, but she won't realize it'll, it'll be kind of gradual. Like, you know, um, she'll be fine. She'll muddle through the relationship. Maybe sex gets a little less frequent. Maybe she's a little less affectionate, but the relationship stays fine. She doesn't dump you. And then something will change. Her friends will be talking shit about you. Or she'll be at her best friend's birthday party and some guy will hit on her. Something will get her thinking. And then, you know, she'll suddenly, you know, say, I've realized I haven't been happy for the last six months and she'll dump your ass. But something on her will change and it'll blindside you because things were going just fine. She was muddling through. You thought you had a good relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 A lot of guys just don't don't realize that that women, uh, they just they respond to strength, not weakness. And so you, you so even if you do, you know, let it slip and you occasionally say, man, I had a rough day. If you if you catch yourself in that moment, just be like, but you know what? I got it. I got it. You know, I got a plan for this. Don't worry about it. Or just every time, you know, you get home from work, your wife asks, how was your day? The answer is fine. Yeah. Yeah. How was yours? You know, <laughs> Get her talking oh. about her shit. <laughs> right. There you go. Do, always do the the eighty twenty rule. Even in a relationship, I, I I get guys that say, "Well, when can I relax in a relationship?" Fucking never, <laughs> fucking never. You always sort of have to have your head on a swivel and be able to gauge what's going on in the relationship. Sort of be lovingly detached from it, you know. Yeah, it, it kind of sucks. That a relationship is like having a second job. I mean, because you know you, you put a lot into it, and then you know. It could, a relationship could you know, go south at any minute, but here you are putting all that effort and investment into it. Like, you know, I can see how guys might shy away from that or feel angry about it. But, you know, I mean, usually if you play it right, the benefits outweigh the cost. I mean, if you have a girlfriend, you're going to have 10 times more sex and try to go out every weekend. And if you have a wife, presumably you want to have children and children are worth it. I mean, if it is your calling in life, you must have kids. Definitely have men marriage, not out of marriage. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way, I mean, the way I look at it is, if you practice this stuff, it becomes habit. It becomes a part of who you are, what you do anyway. So it's not, it's, it's sort of effortless, you know, uh, yeah, once you make it a part of almost, who you are. It's almost a big picture thing. Like there, you know, you, you're not consulting your notes. Like there's no like rule book of things you do. You kind of develop your own style or flavor of like red pill. And so, you know, yeah, like, 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 like we, we started talking, I'm probably the least manly man you've ever had in your show. I'm a tall, skinny fuck. I'm a lawyer by day. I do patent law. I'm like super nerdy. You know, I'm, like, I don't wrestle red deer, like, you know, go fight people in Vegas. And, you know, I'm a little socially <laughs> awkward. I have funny inflections in my voice. Your camera resolution is way better than mine. I like shit, man. But, yeah, I mean, so, you know, despite that, you know, there's a certain, I always tell my, you know, my, my wife, my friends, certain, like, quiet dignity by which I carry myself through life. Just, you know, a certain respectableness. And everyone has their own sort of quiet dignity, some, some way they carry themselves, something they tap into. Yeah. And that becomes, like, them and... Yeah, if, if you can be that person and be authentic, like, I don't want to say, like, just be yourself, because yourself is, like, you know, your Dungeons & Dragons character and your My Little Bony Dolls, don't be that guy. But, like, you know, um, like, yeah, you just have that certain, like, you know, inner strength, and you carry yourself that way, and, you know, you have, I guess, frame is the word people use for it. If you have, if you have that, and you're solid and secure in that, then you know, very little can phase you, and your woman will sort of key into that. Yeah, 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 definitely. So the next one here is uh don't be a slave society's path for you uh for all of us is clear to uh to placate us let's see here no 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 so it's just called don't be a slave so, yeah don't be a slave i guess right i think that's what it is 
society's path for you. I think that's that one aged really well, actually. I mean, how how much is inflation going up since like seven years ago? Yeah, yeah, tons. Yeah, it's crazy. And yeah, and people have been talking about it for uh, man since like the 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 stock market crashed two thousand eight. That's where crypto came out of that. It's like, oh, the man controls all the money. The money money's fake and. Now everyone realizes what fiat currency is and shit. It's like, oh God, oh my God. All fiat currencies <laughs> eventually go to zero. Yours is on the way. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so this one is, um, you know, society's path for us is uh, to placate us with uh, with pornography, sports, alcohol, video games. You know, basically uh, like what, what what do they say? Bread and circuses. You know, back yeah, in like, the... give you a soma or something. You know, like um yeah, yeah keep keep you under, under the thumb and just working and being productive. I mean, the end goal is. I mean, if you think about it, like, I mean, it started out with religion, actually. The end goal is to get people to be productive, to turn mm -hmm. your time into some kind of productivity unit. And, you know, whether you do it because, you know, you get a wife and, you know, you, God will send you to heaven or something, or whether you do it because you get money and you will use that money for beer and pornography. I mean, there's some incentive to trade your time for productivity units of some kind, because if you didn't have an incentive, you wouldn't be productive and then society would fail. So they need you to spend your time to be productive somehow. And the more control you have over your time, the, the less of a slave you are. Mm -hmm. I guess it's kind of the overarching picture of that. But, you know, putting it more in like the red pill women relationship perspective, like um, I know it's like my divorce is expensive as hell. But the one thing that's more expensive than divorce is marriage. Like mm -hmm. when you have a woman and like, you know, every five minutes, Amazon boxes arrive at your house. She's filling your house with knickknacks from Pottery Barn or whatever the modern version of Bed Bath and Beyond. So they went out of business like being married is more expensive even than getting divorced. So, I mean. <laughs> You know, I guess your your wife is always the biggest consumer in the house. All the marketing, you know, is kind of directed toward her. Even like the media, you know, like like books and movies, they're directed toward women because they're bigger consumers. Even on politicians, if you can get the woman vote, you're mm. golden. I mean, a lot of guys don't care. They go to work every day. Like your average working class man, they don't care who sits in the Iron Throne or something. So, I mean, really, you know, um, yeah, converting your time into productivity units to keep society going and finding ways to, you know, just keep you placated while you're doing that. That's kind of the, the external goal. And your goal should be to maximize control over your time. Mm, got it. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's so hard to do though, because just the way society is structured, it's almost like you have to be a nine to five wage slave, at least at some point. And unless you, um, you know, really start doing some serious financial planning, start doing some like Dave Ramsey shit or whatever. But even then, like, you know, you do the slow lane to wealth that way. You're still a wage slave until you're, you know, 60s or something. <laughs> I think some of the original MGTOWs were actually like a, a, an offshoot of that. They realized, like, if I don't get married, I don't need a lot to be happy. I have a squat rack in my bedroom. Yeah. I have my video game system. I have a mattress on the floor. That's all I need. I can bank 99% of my salary and just, like, you know, live subsistence. I can retire by, like, 38 or something. Yeah. And I can, like, go fuck off and live, like, you know, in, like, Bali or something and, you know, have sex with like, you know, foreign women. And then uh, there's maybe something to that. And, and maybe I missed a boat there with this whole double marriage and kids thing. I could be Bali <laughs> right now. Yo, what were you thinking? <laughs> I think I, that's I, actually, I think that's Aaron Clary's, uh, you you know, you know of Aaron Clary, right? I, I have heard of him. I, I don't really know who's who in the manosphere. I barely know who you oh, are. Okay. Okay. Well, fair enough. Yeah. So uh, Aaron, uh, he's on rule zero. He's, he's more of like a financial guy, but like, that's really his whole bit is telling guys to live below their means. And, you know, basically women aren't, aren't worth this, you know, aren't worth it. He's sort of like the, the, the resident, you know, King of MGTOW on the, on the, uh, rule zero panel. 
Although the funny yeah. thing is, like you about, have a wife, like you have a minimum of one Amazon box a day arriving at your house. Minimum. Well, well, the funny thing about Clary that a lot of people don't realize is that he's got a girl. He's been with her for like twenty years, uh, and like he's a total pimp. You know, he's a total pimp. I've 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 hung out with him. The thing is, though, that he's real smart about it, right? Like she lives at his house, but he charges her rent. You know, like so the Amazon boxes, that's her money. She's not touching his money. <laughs> he's he's got it down pretty good. He's a, he's a if smart she's guy. down with that. I mean, most women's gonna live with you for 20 years, is not gonna be wanting to pay rent or you know, you know, buy her own groceries. Yeah. Well, she's uh, you know, she's one of those modern whammon, you know, she's <laughs> she what, she's what got her own money. Her. If she's that got makes her, her feel better, then you know, great. Yeah. I'll I'll yeah, take her money. Yeah, there you go. All right, the next one we got here is being controlling is for losers. And um, I, I think it was, it was a pretty long post, but basically what I got out of it is you can't control women. You can only control yourself, which I, I tell guys all the time because there's all these guys that are like, oh, we got to fix women. All these women are broken. The modern whammon. It's like, dude, you can't change women, man. One of my best you... lines when I was online dating, I'd be texting with girls like off of a dating site or something, you know, and she'd be saying this and that and that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, do whatever you want. I, I have no interest in owning and controlling a woman. That sounds freaking exhausting. You do you uh-huh yeah that's smart some women uh some women like it though you know i gotta say like my my girlfriend i call her nurse chick she's uh she's super submissive she likes to do what i tell her to do uh she's she's into it um so i'm like okay cool like well, but... yeah, if a woman wants to be helpful like i don't know she she gets off of that or something she will find ways to insert herself in your life and do things you need done or she uh -huh. will ask you hey is there anything i can do to help and if you have something she can do to help you tell her and she goes and does it and yeah, then she feels useful. You know, you, you she you told her to do something you didn't feel like you had the bandwidth to do. She took care of it. And yeah, I mean, that, that's a good woman. If she wants to help out and will do what you tell her to do. Some yeah. women don't. But I mean, that's who she is. You didn't have to, like, make her that way. You didn't have to, like, show her the red pill textbooks and make her submissive for you. Yeah. Like, See, this will work better. Like, you know, you just, that's, that's what she was. And you let her be herself. And really, I guess that's kind of the thrust of it is, you know, enjoy women for who they are. Don't try to change a woman or train a woman or, you know, change women in general. Like women are who they are and let them be who they are. Enjoy their company. There's all kinds of women out there. And yeah. precious few of them are going to be wife material. That's just how life is. But that's okay. Like it's okay that women aren't wife material. It's okay if they're not trying to be wife material. It's okay they suck ass at it. Enjoy the sex. Enjoy their company. Move on when you're ready to move on, you know. And if you meet someone who's great, great. And if you don't, you know, keep meeting new women and enjoy them. I mean, if you don't enjoy the company of women and sex, then, you know, I don't know, the Red Bull's a good hobby for you. Yeah, good point. I, I learned uh, from Dr. Glover that I applied, you know, like if you want if you want a girl that's sort of submissive and traditional and stuff, what, you just got to go out there and set the tone, lead, and then test her ability to follow your lead. If she does, awesome. If she doesn't, Awesome. It tells you everything you need to know, you know, yeah, give her enough rope to hang herself. And if she does hang herself, you can still keep having sex with her and enjoy her company. Maybe she's fun to hang out with. Yeah. Just get yeah, you can marry her. You can always, yeah. always spin her as a plate. You know, it's, that's always fun. It's always fun to do. A lot of guys don't understand that. Like they, they have that sniper mentality when they're dating. And so then they're like, ah, oh, they go all in on this one chick and then she doesn't, she, you know, she's a bitch to him or she dumps him or whatever. 
And they're like, fuck, I got to start all over again. It's like, well, if you had, if you just kept some of these other skanks around as plates, you, you wouldn't care so much. <laughs> because yeah, moreover, like, so she's, turns out she's not good wife material. She's not good girl material. Like, oh, she, she broke a rule. Next. Like, no, enjoy the sex. Enjoy her. You still like her, right? Like, keep liking her. That's okay. You don't have to marry her just because you like her. And yeah, yeah. I, I never understood that. You know, like, you're going to meet a lot of people in this world and very few of them are going to be your wife. And that's okay. You know, enjoy the company, enjoy the sex, and, you know, don't worry about, like, you know, all these rules and, you know, people step into that. Yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't compute with me. Yeah, yeah. It to me, like, Honestly, when I when I first got into the stuff and the idea of spinning plates seemed like it would be hard to do. I'm like, oh, geez, you know, like, I have a hard time remembering my, my current girl's name half the time. Can't remember five girls' names. And then I realized, oh, actually, uh, it's way easier because you don't care as much and you don't even have to use their name. You can, just, you can just say, Hey, you, whenever you're talking to them, you know, they, you know, I mean, how many times do you use someone's name in a normal conversation? Like almost never. So I don't, I haven't, I haven't, I said archwinger at the beginning of this. I haven't said it since you see what I'm saying? Too many syllables. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, once you have like kids, you know, I call my wife mommy in front of the kid, you know, you can't call her by her name. Yeah. 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 That's not even her real name. Yeah. So you give them nicknames or something. That's all you need to do. It's easy easy <laughs> speaking of uh some of these these slutty sloots out here you said uh obsessing over a slutty past is an indirect pedestal assume she's a slut but don't obsess now th this one was a good article because the fucking body count debate is retarded it's like it, people I, like i understand there's some there's some studies that show that high body count impacts hair bonding and marriage whatever but it's like yeah, there's a lot to unpack there you're you're never going to know the right number because a chick's never going to be honest with you about it so like there's other things you should worry about i think i mean bigger picture though so she her her body counts x and not y it's too high what you're doing is you're mentally saying if only i'd met this woman before all that sex she wouldn't have been ruined then she'd be a good woman then she'd be a good girlfriend a good wife like the woman who she was before all that sex was the woman who hooked up with like seven other guys. Like, like that's who she was. Like the sex didn't change her and make her different. Like, yeah. And I think the impetus for that one was there was an article about a guy who was pissed off because it turned out his wife, like had sex with a bunch of guys before and lied to him about it. And really his, his problem wasn't that, you know, he didn't sleep around enough. His problem wasn't how many she slept with. It's that he thought he had missed out on his wife before the sex when mm. his wife before the sex was the woman who had all those hookups. Like, you know, she wasn't special. She was just another woman. Ironically, though, if he had had sex with like 50 women or something, he would realize that women are, are human, too. They enjoy sex. They're normal. And so, yeah, you know, and so he, he would meet his wife and be more accepting of that because he'd realize she's a human. She's normal. You know, he'd know what women are like. Like, it's not a matter of evening the score. It's just, I don't know, when you've been part of the game, you know what women are like, you know what to expect. And it's normal. They seem like humans, not like slooty sloots. Yeah, I just like saying slooty sloot. It's fun. Uh, what I what I thought was funny about that article too, because you you yeah you talk about that guy, and I guess he had asked his wife how many how many guys she had been with, and she goes, Hilarious. "Oh, I don't know, three three or four. It said from it, two to four. I'm like, there are three integers in there, two, three, or four. None of them are embarrassing numbers. Like, yeah, you I just think say you would four, remember. Yeah, you it, that's such a small number. You should be able to count it up and go yeah yeah it's definitely and so what you say when i say from two to four is i don't want to tell you asshole quit asking <laughs> right, right. 
which is another reason why you don't ask because they're not going to fucking tell you the right answer. They're going to give you some kind of bullshit response so that you sweep past it. Yeah, and the multiply by three rule, I mean, it's, it's you know, a good guesstimate only because like there's a third she tells you about the third she doesn't want to tell you about the third she doesn't even remember you'll be mm -hmm. talking like you know six months later if you're one of those insecure guys she'll be like oh yeah i hooked up with a guy who did that you're like you never told me about him oh yeah he picked me up from the airport like my best friends you know um something or other and you know i, we, I just hadn't thought about it and she hadn't mm -hmm. and that's kind of one of the things is you know if you're a woman who's down with casual sex having sex is pretty easy like, you, your needs are as met as you want them to be. I mean, if a woman is going without sex, it's because she's choosing not to. Maybe she's done with it for a while, she's religious, whatever. But, I mean, a woman's needs are as met as she wants them to be. And so, you know, I mean, how often is a woman having sex? Once a month, once a week, three times a week, depending on how, you know, her fatty issues she got or whatever. But, yeah, so if you think about it, I mean, at least with an incompatibility with a guy who, you know, isn't down with a casual sex game, a guy who can't get laid. A woman whose sexual needs are as met as she wants them to be. All she needs is a, is a cell phone in 15 minutes. She can have a fuck date lined up tonight. Like, when she says, I'm going to have a boyfriend now. I'm going to get into a relationship. Everything in that relationship except the sex is the important part for her. Because her sexual needs are already met in or out of a relationship. If she's mm -hmm. got a boyfriend, she has sex with him. If she doesn't have a boyfriend, but she's actively dating, she has sex on her next date. If she's not dating right now, she gets horny, she'll text an ex. Lots of women hook up with their ex-boyfriends because, like, you know, they're safe, they're respectable, they're good and bad. You don't have to, like, you know, meet a new guy and that's a pain in the ass. I, I, know, I know chicks that hook up with their exes because it technically doesn't increase their body count. It's exactly. like mental, it's mental gymnastics. <laughs> then, if, if their ex is all sucked, then they'll go meet someone off of online or something. So, I mean, if a woman wants to have sex, she's, her sexual needs are already met. So when yeah. she wants a boyfriend, it's everything but the sex she's adding to her life. So meanwhile, you, you take a guy, and this is a guy who's not down with a casual game. He can't get laid except in a relationship. So for him, sex is the most important part of the relationship. Other stuff matters too, but I mean, like, but the, the sex is what makes it a relationship and not just a friendship. You can watch TV with anybody, but mm -hmm. this is someone you can have sex with. And so you already have this inherent incompatibility because, like, for her, it's everything but the sex. For him, the sex is the most important thing. And so she doesn't understand why is he so obsessed with sex? Why is he so upset? Why does he want to have it all the time? Like, why is he so obsessed with my past? And every time she turns him down, because she's not feeling it, no one wants to have sex every night. He's like, but you had sex with all those guys from the bar for the cost of a drink, and you're turning me, your loving boyfriend, down all the time. And like, it's, it's really hard for that guy to be in that situation. And yeah. then once he's been a part of the casual game, he will understand how it is. I mean, you're not going to have sex every night. Like, that, that's an insane amount of sex. And if you think about it, she wasn't having sex every night because. I mean, girls have a slightly lower libido than guys, with less testosterone in their system. And also because her sexual needs are as many as she wants to be. If she has a cell phone, she can have sex tonight. She doesn't have to top off every weekend just because she can. Anytime she wants to, it's there. So it might be a month. It might be three weeks. It might be two weeks, depending on, you know, if she's in the mood or her libido. If you really think about it, what's a reasonable number for a girl? I mean, you know, if a, you know, I would say if a guy is not having sex at least once a month, he's his marriage is dead. Something's wrong with his game. You know, he's doing something wrong. And so, if you're a girl, why is a girl going to go less than once a month having sex just on principle because she doesn't have a boyfriend? You know, so if a girl like you know doesn't have a boyfriend this year, she's going to add twelve to her body count just having sex once a month. And is is she a slut? I mean, that's the bare minimum amount you should be having sex as a human, or something's wrong with you. So, mm -hmm. you know, I always say that like you know, if you meet a girl and her body counts like you know fifty or something because you know she had like sex once a month for five years. Like her problem was she couldn't lock down a boyfriend. What's mm -hmm. wrong with someone who had like, you know, sex with 60 guys and couldn't lock down a single boyfriend? So her count went up by 60. Like 
it's a red flag for a different reason than she's busted her pair bonding skills. It's like, who has sex with 60 guys and can't keep a boyfriend? Mm -hmm. That's weird to me. That is weird. Going back to what you're saying, how uh, sex is sort of like the the secondary thing on her mind. Everything else is, you know, but the sex. That that's one of the reasons why I think it's hilarious when guys ask a woman what they want in a relationship, because women that's what they'll they'll say they'll say all the boyfriend shit, but they they never talk about what turns them on that gets them there in the first place. I mean, you know? yeah, if a girl tells you I want a guy that gives good tongue, like you know, a she's she's mentally damaged, and b you know, like run. Right, right, right. <laughs> but but to get her into the relationship stage, you have to seducer you have like you said before you you start off having sex and then if the, if sex is good then you end up in a relationship right so it's it's all backwards and guys have been told this whole time that they have to do the boyfriend stuff before they do the sex stuff and it's like no no switch it switch yeah, it is it. <laughs> ass backward like you know you, i mean when a woman will have sex with a guy she doesn't like it doesn't care if she sees him again for the cost of a drink you know because she's horny and then she meets a guy she actually likes and she might be less inclined to have sex with him because, like, she doesn't want to get hurt if that guy doesn't want a relationship with him. And so she'll make him wait three dates and then, you know, finally, you know, give in to him. But, like, I don't know, it just seems ass backwards. Shouldn't you be more eager and more enthusiastic to have sex with people you actually like? Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, yeah, it just always seems ass backward to me. But women are protecting themselves. I mean, a woman who's, like, finally hits, like, in her late 20s, early 30s, she's been through enough guys where, like, she starts, like, her psyche's taking a battering. The guys she likes don't want to stay with her, and you know, and then all the guys who are just in her like long term are guys she she really likes, and she's just had enough bad experiences, I think, where you know, like she just wants to insulate herself from the pain, and so she'll she'll fuck random she doesn't want to see again, just because she's horny. But then a guy she likes, you know, she makes him go through hoops because she's protecting herself when it's really not fair. That guy she likes didn't do anything wrong; it's her baggage, yeah. and you know. Yeah, but at the same time, like the guy that she likes isn't trying to seduce her either and then uh (laughs) it's weird like he'll treat her like a friend and it's yes it's a it's a it's a fucked up situation that's why like if the ideal guys you want to a woman wants to end up married to a guy she would have hooked up with from the bar but he also wants to marry her and you know yeah it's a tough combination i guess that's why it's i think it's it's sort of smart for guys to not necessarily worry about the body count shit not worry about if she puts out on the first or second or third date you know, and then look for other things. And if she's still a cool chick that hooked up with you, well, you know, maybe she is a contender after all, you know, because then she can get the best of both worlds. She can get the the guy that did blow her skirt up and, you know, and is, is decent boyfriend material, you know, but it's 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 hard to hard to nail that down. <laughs> it's hard for a guy you know, to, to, to relegate himself to just enjoy the sex, just enjoy her company. What happens happens to be OK with it. I mean. I guess until you've like kind of played the game for a while and you're confident that you could, you know, get her and 10 other girls like her, it's hard to be that guy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it takes some, takes some practice. Uh, let's see here. Okay. We've got the stranger test. I like this one. I actually, uh, going through your, the archive today was the first time I, I read this one. Uh, but this one is all about how like gauging, uh, the status of your relationship based on this test. Actually, I noticed that, you know, my wife was a super bitch to me that day. And I realized, you know, like my wife is not a super bitch. She's Mm -hmm. only a super bitch to me. Like she says things to her husband, the guy who provides for her, the guy who takes care of her, the guy who loves her, the guy she allegedly loves back. Like she says and treats me the way she would like she would never say those things to a friend, to a coworker. She wouldn't say those things to the cashier at Starbucks. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when your wife treats you worse than she would treat a stranger, like you're less than a stranger to her. And, you know, that's kind of impetus for that is, you know, watch how women treat strangers. Not like just, you know, the, I mean, they always say, like, you know, you watch a rich guy and how he treats strangers. If he's dismissive of them, he's a bad rich guy. But I mean, I, I, that, that holds true for your, your wife or your girlfriend, too. But also watch how your girlfriend, your wife treats a stranger and then watch how she treats you. And she's treating you like or worse than a stranger, you know, your your relationship shit. Like, you know, you should be treating you better because you're someone who like does for her and cares for her and you know, you love her, she loves you back. Yeah. You also said in that too, which I I, I found interesting, was uh there might be like it's probably something you're about you, <laughs> right? It's something that you're doing, something that she doesn't like about you that's causing her to treat you like shit. Or many things she doesn't like about you. Right. So it's like you've got to sort of evaluate what the, you know, it, if she's not a bitch in general, then, man, what the fuck am I doing wrong? You know, <laughs> sort of that's sort of what gets guys into space, too, I think, in the first place, because they're like, why the fuck won't she? Why isn't she putting out anymore? <laughs> right. Why is she nagging me all the time? Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. I've heard uh, I've heard other things, too, in the space, which make a lot of sense, too. It's like, watch how she treats her dad. How does she treat her like guys that are sort of above her in her life? You know, uncles bought like male bosses and stuff. How does she treat them? Because that's uh, even worse. We treat her dad like crap, though. Then, you know, you know, she's not a great woman. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's 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 a key test. You know, it's like, oh, she treats her dad like shit. She's good. You know, she's probably learned that from her mom, you know, most likely. And then she's going to treat, you know, any guy in her life that's sort of in that position you know, which uh, a husband sort of is in a little higher hierarchical position from her. She's if she's talking down to him, like you know, no respect at all. That's a red flag. You know, you might might not want to get into a relationship with a chick like that. Um. All right. So we got here. This one's respect is earned, which is uh, this is a good one. I learned this one when I was in the military. Um, I don't remember this one at all. Tell me about it. Okay, well, you essentially just said you can't demand someone, let alone a woman, respect you. Um, you know, that's really what it comes down to. You, you've you got to earn it. Yeah, that so, sounds like good advice. But yeah, I mean, a lot of guys, they, they read this red pill stuff, you know, and they, they get all excited about it. Like, you know, yeah, now I know I have to be confident. I have to be, you know, cocky and playful. I, I've been working out for like a whole five minutes. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to go back to my girlfriend. I'm going to put my foot down. I'm going to tell her, you know, things are going to be this way now. You're going to treat me this way. You don't speak to me that way. I'm setting boundaries, you know. And Right. Yeah. It, you, really, if um if you're worth a shit, then your woman does not need to be told not to treat you like shit. She will just get in line. Whereas, you know, if you have to, like, give her ultimatums and stamp your foot and tell her to do what she already knows she should or shouldn't be doing, then... You know, yeah, you're, you're you're just like an asshole loser, like, you know, stamping your foot like a, an idiot. Like, yeah, she'll get in line if you're worth it. And if she's not getting in line and you know you're worth mm-hmm. it, you, you got a bad woman. Move on. Yeah, it's like, um, it, it, de- uh, what is it? Um, ultimatums are a declaration of powers, powerlessness. You know, you're basically just saying, uh, I, I'm, I've run out of options. Now I'm going to tell you how to treat me. If the and... only way I can get what I want is if I ask you to do it and, you know, like stomp my foot and, you know, uh, I'm going to blow torches relationship if you don't do it. Like an ultimatum is like, you know, I, I got nothing left. I, I am not worth you behaving. Um, you know, I can't, you know, do any more tricks. Yeah. It's some. Yeah. I don't know how guys arrive at that where I think that like, you know, almost like they don't realize that like stamping their foot 
yeah. is, is just asking her about louder. Like it, it's you're still being a beggar. Yeah. Well, honestly, this one is this one sort of goes hand in hand with another post. It's not in your top ten, but it should be. It's on how like communication is validation seeking behavior. You have a post on that, which is really uh like if 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 i i've done a, a a couple of short clips on it i've done i've done like a whole stream on that post and people like fight that they're like no communication is the key to relationship and yours is like no it's validation seeking every behavior. marriage therapist will tell you you know you need to communicate more over communicate text her every five minutes yeah no don't don't do that i mean yeah communication i don't know they say only what like i'm seven percent of communication is verbal the rest is all subtext Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, when there's an issue, if you use words to address that issue, like, you know, there's so much subtext there. You're admitting it's an issue. Like, your, your wife, your girlfriend, you come to you and says, blah, 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 blah. And if you come up with an intellectual and logical response to her, blah, 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 then even if your response is correct, you are admitting that blah, blah, blah is an issue. So she mm -hmm. was correct to identify it. She is correct to realize you have not handled the issue already. She's correct to be angry about it. Just by addressing the issue, you subcommunicated like, you know, 93% of the stuff is she is right and she's wrong and you are weak. Mm -hmm. And see, so, you know, like, uh, there's all of that, that subtext going on there. Like, and so then the more you argue with her, the more words you use, the more invested you get in this issue, then, you know, the, the more she knows she is right because you're, you're throwing all this at her. And, you know, women communicate with feelings. So, you know, like, she feels she's right. You're using all these words. She gets angry because clearly with all these words, you're trying to tell her feelings are wrong. You're trying to trick her into changing her position with all these man words. And so then, you know, it, it, it never ends well. Like, like over-communication is just, you know, um, like it, there is legitimate communication. Like, okay, you know, there's an issue. She is right. There's a real issue. You're like, okay, good point. I'm going to take care of that. You go take care of it. Like, you know, like there's important communication. And then there's, you know, like just, you know, like wanting to be understood by your woman. I want her to understand my point, to see my side of things, to admit that I have some valid, you know, whatever isn't like, like that's, that's the communication that's for losers is wanting your woman to understand you and validate you. Mm. Yeah. Also. Yeah. And I think in that article too, you talk about how, um, if she's treating you like she's treating you shitty, it's like women know that they're, they're treating you a certain way. They're not stupid. And so by you saying, hey, you're treating me shitty, it, it, you're basically just telling her, hey, keep treating me shitty because I'm weak. You know, I've lost all control here. But if you just fucking remove your time and attention, that actually shows your strength a little bit. And she's like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> Maybe he's not so weak after my all. Favorite line of my wife is, you know, like, I don't want to deal with something she's pissed off about, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, ooh, you're really angry about that, aren't you? She's like, yeah. Like, mm, that's interesting. <laughs> just... Just very, uh, very, um, what is it? Uh, indifferent, just sort of indifferent to it. Just like, oh, or you know, <laughs> the first time, like, what do you mean by that? Like, I mean, I find that interesting, and she stopped asking. There you go, there you go. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like fogging and stuff from, um, uh, when I say no, I feel guilty, you know, you're just sort of, a, 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 oh, well, I can understand you why you'd be angry about that. I mean, sometimes your woman's right. Sometimes yeah. your woman's identify a legitimate issue. You you should take care of or handle differently. And, you know, in those cases, yeah, sure. Own the issue. Say, you know, you're right about that. She'll feel great. Well, you know, just, you know, if she's right about everything all the time, maybe you need to, you know, get your life in order or something. But yeah, if there's a legitimate issue, take care of your legitimate issue. Don't like, you know, refuse to on principle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense.
Uh, let's see here. We only have a couple left, which is good because we're almost up at the hour. So the next one is it oh, goes hand in hand. What's not well? I, 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 I tried to I tried to keep these episodes like to an hour, and and people on the internet they have short attention spans anyway. You yeah, know? I gotta so, say I watch everything on YouTube on double speed, and even that takes too damn long. I prefer to read my content. I find videos like just intolerable to watch. That's why that's why I think like TikToks are so popular because they're only like thirty seconds to a minute long, and people are like, even that's too long. They're like seven yeah. seconds. That's it. Say what I've like appeared on the internet, like on YouTube. I never go back and watch. I hate watching myself. Like I, I don't like the way I look. I don't like when my voice sounds. It takes like a whole hour of my life to watch this crap. <laughs> I see. I'm narcissistic, so I, I listen to all my episodes back. Yeah, so my, my work's have like a huge monitor, like you know, I got one here, one here. Like my camera's way up here, so I'm gonna sleep the whole time. You know, I promise I'm gonna fall asleep on you. Actually, you know what? That, that's that's funny because I posted a clip from Dragon Ship at the time of this recording. I I posted a clip from the Dragon Ship we did on on Saturday, and you look like you're falling asleep in it. And it, that that was the comments I was getting on TikTok. My, my camera's up here. I'm down here. So like you're looking at the top of my eyelids. You know. I'm... Yeah. But but the, yeah, the guys were like, "Is bro falling asleep down there?" I was like, "If oh. I put my camera down, they'd be looking up my nose. You don't want to do that either." Right. Yeah. You can't win for losing here. So, okay, so this next one is sort of goes hand in hand with what we were talking about with these other articles. But you said uh, women are as shitty as uh, you let them be. So basically, we treat people how um, or we teach people how to treat us based on what we're willing to tolerate kind of idea with that one, I think. You can see I was like, you know, regurgitating the same ideas over and over. And eventually, I'm like, I'm done with this red pill shit. I got to go like find a new wife. <laughs> let me go find a woman <laughs> I'll practice this shit on her. I actually wasn't going to get married again. I was going to run through like a whole stable of like 30-something single moms, you know. And yeah, online dating is so freaking exhausting. It takes so much time to like, you know, keep track of all your dates and stuff. And in the end, I met a girl like, you know, eight years younger than I am, never married, no kids. And she really wanted to have kids. And, you know, and things like we, we move in together and she's really great. My daughter makes the house at home. And I'm like, you know, fuck. So I ended up getting married again. You know, we're going to see how that goes. Yeah. Did you get... uh like a legal state involved marriage license and everything marriage or did you do yeah. like common law oh, okay oh you yeah, went well, full monty on it okay i always wanted to have another kid and you know the, my, my first kid broke my first she, she was not like she had colic and ear infections every five minutes it was a very hard first year of life and like it broke my first wife like she she definitely did not want any other kids after that and i i don't blame it was really hard it was like one night we're like in the middle of the night you know she wakes up and takes her turn with the baby i hear her like cussing at her calling the kid like a stupid shit and stuff and I go mm -hmm. in a room, put my hand on my shoulder. I'm like, I am benching you. Go back to bed. <laughs> yeah. And from that, she never did night duty again. That was like me doing night duty from evermore. Like all of her ear infections. I'm like, I go into a room. I drag the couch cushion from the game room, put it on her floor, plug my cell phone in. have a little freezer pouch with like, you know, bottle, antibiotic, bottle, Motrin, bottle, Tylenol. And every time she woke up crying, like every hour, I would see what time I could, what meds I can give her. And got her through that first year of life. But I mean, that was a... That was rough, and she's doing great now. She's twelve, like she plays three musical instruments. She's like a musical theater. She draws better than anybody shows. Like she's amazing. But yeah, that was a rough first year of life. Totally broke my first life. Yeah, uh, my my daughter was was a handful, uh, a total just difficult baby. Always had to be moved. You know, always had to bounce her. If she was if she stopped moving for a minute, she was crying. And yeah, that's her and it was just like, oh my god! And then we had, uh, we had my son. My son was the easiest baby of all time. He was just like, he would, he would cry a little. He would just sort of whimper a little bit. You're like, it's okay, buddy. He's like, okay, I'm like, 
chill. <laughs> that's, like, that, that's uncanny. Like our son is super chill too. I mean, he's like yeah. um, 17 months now, you know, and like he, he's kind of rough and tumble. We have one of those outdoor nature schools where he eats dirt and stuff. And like, you know, and like he'll smash his head, cry for five seconds and then like go do something else. And yeah, you know, like, are you okay? He's like, yeah. Then <laughs> he goes and does more stuff. Yeah, that's perfect. I, I, I highly recommend having your first kid be the difficult one because then you just get that shit out of the way and then the next one's usually smooth sailing. But then um, if, you're, if it breaks your wife, you got to have that second kid with the second wife. That, that's yeah, there you go. You got to get a new wife if she's broken. Um, that, that's just that's just a given, I think. So, <laughs> I, I yeah, I... I, after my marriage, I was like, I'm, I'm never doing this again. Um, and then, uh, like a dumbass, this is before I got in the space. I ended up in a relationship for four and a half years and maybe about, maybe about two years, two or three years into that. I was like, yeah, I can marry this girl. I could, yeah, I could do that. And then she totally just like ripped my heart out. And I was like, you know what? I think I was onto something. I think I was onto something where, you know, not getting married probably sounds like a, you know, at least not getting the government involved you Nothing know red pills you like a woman no i mean like um yeah i mean a ripple started by guys who got the, the bad end of a relationship by women doing things that blindsided them they never saw coming they yeah. never thought their women could do that especially not to them right and they get out the other end they're like you know i do not understand what the hell women are like because i never saw this coming mm -hmm. yeah unfortunately that but that's what I, I i like about red pill though is it really does sort of put women in perspective you understand like they're not these mythical creatures that do no wrong and it's men that corrupt them it's like no no, no they're just people and uh <laughs> they make bad decisions just like anybody else uh if they just hide it better you know they're just really good at that they're just humans too the red pill what is a fanatical belief that women are human yeah and so crazy don't tell anyone but they, they like sex too i know speaking of that the the tenth one here. The tenth one is understand your woman. And uh, but this one, what I I was going through it, and uh, you start off talking about all sorts of different things. You were talking about you know ovulation cycles and all that stuff. But then you basically, I I, I think that broke the gist down into there's a difference between shit test and comfort test. Pretty much. I mean, that's always the hardest thing. Like you know when um guys are married or in a serious relationship because you know when a woman like confronts you with something like you know typically you assume that's a shit test but then you know sometimes like that confrontation is a comfort test we treat it like a shit test and you know you just pissed her off even further and she wants to dump you the next day what's the difference between a shit test and a comfort test i mean really it's almost more of an art than a science i mean a shit test is a you know more accurately than a dominance test it's when a woman does not trust her dominance and is like you're know, trying to assert leadership and a comfort test is when a woman doesn't know where she stands with you mm. so it's it's like you know not that she thinks you're doing something wrong it's that she it's like searching for her place Got it. it can okay. be pretty subtle like that's probably one of the more difficult things and I think it's almost best not to overthink that. If you're if you're like getting at your clipboard and trying to put labels on shit in your relationship, you're being a little too autistic. It's just more you have to like know your woman and what she is like, mm -hmm. and and because different women are going to shit test differently, different women are going to see comfort differently, and you just really have to you know learn to almost speak your woman's language. And I don't know that gets to a little pop psychology love language. I don't mean that. I just yeah. mean like you know, understand her love language. Just kidding. That we all know this <laughs> bullshit. No. <laughs> no, that 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 makes a lot of sense. Although I, I would say like if a, if a girl's trying to figure out where she stands with you and you sort of are vague with it, that could help with a little bit with dread game, you know, where right. she's just doesn't know where she stands with you. And, you know, it, it might, it depends might, what you want too. I mean, like, yeah. you know, 
because if this is a woman's like you know been having sex with you four times a week and she's you know doing all kinds of nice shit for you and like paying your rent buying your groceries or something you know and then she wants to figure out where she stands i don't know why you would punish good behavior you know oh no true reward yeah. good behavior and punish bad behavior yeah 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 that makes a lot of sense yeah let her know she's doing a good job you're, you're a good girl you're a good girl that's, that's <laughs> i like to tell a, a nurse chick that every once in a while you, you're a good girl good girl all right we got an honorable mention here so this is uh i have it as a, a number 11 it wasn't in the top 10 but i really like this one it was uh stop trying to be someone women need be someone they want which is huge today because a lot of guys, I, I hate it. I hate, get it all the time. People are like, well, women just want money. Women just want money. And I'm like, maybe back in the fifties, you know, yeah, <laughs> they yeah, need, if you, they if need you were rich, you know, yeah. June Cleaver might marry you, but you know, it's uh 2023 now. Yeah. W women have their own money now. And, uh, you know, well, if we you look about at that, like uh, last time, like, you know, we're, you know, all thanks to, you know, feminism, women have jobs, women have money, yeah. women have health insurance, women are on the pill. So women are not financially dependent on men anymore. I mean, if you want to spend money, they'll gratefully take your money, but like they don't need your money to pay rent. They're not going to starve to death without you. Like, so a woman doesn't need to be June Cleaver and submit to a responsible, hardworking man and take care of his kids and clean his house. Like, a woman can get her own apartment. And at, and at that point, a woman who has her own apartment, who has money, who's on the pill, she can do whatever she wants. So she can go out to have sex with hot guys. You know, she can go out and have a relationship. She can go out and seek a husband. But you know. She's been empowered with choice, which was really the goal of feminism, is to give women the option to then live the kind of life they want. But then, you know, when when you're trying to, you know, be someone woman needs, I'm going to, you know, get my engineering degree or my, you know, San Francisco coder degree, and I'm going to be a good husband material because women are going to need me. They don't need that shit anymore. Mm -hmm. You need to be like, you know, you need to figure out how to be someone she actually wants in her life. And what she wants is not that nerdy coder anymore. Like, she doesn't want to be June Cleaver. She wants to uh, be whoever that girl from Sex in the City was. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what, yeah. So that's what I try to tell guys like, Hey man, um, you know, like Rolo's definition of hypergamy is al alpha fucks beta bucks, bucks meaning money. <laughs> that's beta. Like that's think about it. Think about it. Like, cause a lot of you guys, a lot, of, there's a lot of these, uh, guys online, like, you know, Andrew Tate or Michael Sertain, or those guys are like, Oh, you gotta, you gotta be a, a you know, a high value man and make a lot of money or else women aren't going to like you. It's like, no, nah, dude, actually the pool boys doing pretty good. I think. <laughs> yeah, it depends what stage women are in their life. I mean, you know, if a woman's looking yeah. for a certain kind of relationship, you can't not have your life put together at all. But I mean, yeah, in general, you being a millionaire is not as important as you think it is. Yeah. Well, and, and the way I, I tell guys how to date is, you don't lead with your wallet, you know, you keep initial dates, low investment drinks only. And then a, a girl that's treats you well, that that's putting out and stuff like that. Then, you know, she earns more expensive dates, but you don't lead with that. You don't lead with, cause that's a good way of attracting gold diggers, you know, like, Oh, Hey, I'm going to take you on an expensive trip to Paris for our second date. Like, Chicks are happy to go on that trip to Paris. That doesn't mean they're going to put out, you know, first on a steakhouse, your first date's at that bar five minutes from your apartment. Right. And, you know, if the date's going well, you're vibing well, you close the tab and pay for like 20 bucks of vodka drinks. So let's get out of here. If the date's not going well, you know, you're not going to score. You ask her to split the bill. Yeah. Or, you know, you can pay for, you know, $10 worth of vodka drinks and end it like a, an hour into the day and be like, you know, what? I got an early night. <laughs> Best of luck in your dating. <laughs> yeah. And that's like, you know, that's like, you know, 7% is verbal. The other 90% is you done screwed up woman. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't like you. Cause you're fatter in your pictures. <laughs>
I went, uh, man, I, I, I don't know about you, but, uh, man, I, I went on tons and tons of catfish dates with, uh, when I, when I was online dating and a lot of guys get really, uh, disgruntled by that because one, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a deceptive thing for a chick to do, but, uh, I, I changed my mindset about it. I would, I went into those dates just like, well, it's practice, you know, and I, I buy, you know, one round of drinks and be like, well, it was nice meeting you, you know, best luck of your dating or whatever. But I, I used it as an opportunity to practice like body language and bantering and stuff. So that when the next date came around with a hotter chick, I, it was muscle memory. Um, d- how did you handle that kind of stuff? Did, Cause I'm sure you ran into it doing online dating. Well, I mean, I'm a tall, skinny fuck. And, you know, I'm like, you know, not a you know super attractive guy. I'm not pretty much an average dude. I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a lawyer, but I'm also socially awkward. I'm tall and skinny, but not, not too hideous. So I'm pretty average. And I guess I went in with reasonable expectations. Like, what is the average woman for real? Like, you know, society tells the average woman is like your girl next door, you know, Mary Jane or something. But that, that's actually a very hot woman. The mm-hmm. average woman in the United States is between 160 and 190 pounds. It's like size 14, 18 dress. The average woman is not like, you know, Lizzo, not morbidly obese. But the average woman is a little chunky. You know, still has a pretty face or something. That's average. It's like when you watch, like, some girl next door brunette, like, you know, who's skinny with a mousy face. Like, she's a seven and a half just for not being fat. And mm-hmm. so you see her, like, go home with a solid eight, a hot guy. She's not punching above her weight. That's an appropriate pairing. If mm-hmm. you're an average dude, she's out of your league. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, your, what's in your league is her kind of fat friend. And so if you know where you stand, like, you know, like, that's average and I'm average, you know, you're like saying you're entitled like that, you know, hot seven and a half girl. So, you know, I went on a lot of dates where I meet a girl and, you know, she'd be pretty but a little chunky. Like, I treat a day like a normal date. You know, mm-hmm. I eventually ended up with a much, you know, hotter woman than that. But I mean, like, you know, guys like, you know, her someone to dismiss women, you know, just because like, oh, she looks like this or, oh, she acted like this. And I don't know. There are so many different kinds of women out there. I think you learn to speak woman better when you learn the different kinds of women. Mm-hmm. In fact, the hottest women out there are like the nicest women you'll ever meet. If you're like, if she's out of your league, you approach the hottest woman, she'll be so polite about it. Mm-hmm. You approach some average girl, like a five or a six those women are the hardest to deal with because they know they're not the pretty girls, but they want to feel like the pretty girls. So mm-hmm. they are the sluttiest. They will go home with any guy a little bit above their league. And if they think you're below them, they will loudly try to reject you to get like attention. Like this guy, this loser's hitting on me. Like they are the worst women to deal with. If you can handle a five or six, you can handle the hot girls. You can handle the ugly girls. Like, you know, I don't know. I think just getting that experience is worthwhile. Like guys are so dismissive of women. Like, you know, mm-hmm. just get out there, you know, like, Get to know different kinds of women that exist. Yeah, well, just like anything else in life, you get better at it the more you practice at it. So, um, so you but so you subscribe to the idea of leaks. I mean, generally, yeah. I mean, okay. you know, people tend to match appropriately. I mean, sometimes you see the deal. There's always the exception, but yeah. I mean, generally, if someone's gonna you know, see this guy, like, why is this guy talking to me? Like, I'm so much hotter than him, and, and you know, yeah. it, it exists. Well, I've uh, they've done studies on it. They've done studies where they've had people. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that. There's a video on YouTube where they did it, where they had uh, numbers. They had like people. They're all relatively like attractive wise. We're all pretty attractive people, but they lined up ten women, ten men, and they lined them up with numbers one through ten, and they walked around and they had to match with somebody, and uh, they found like you know the ones were supposed to be the most attractive and the, you know, or the tens were supposed to be more attractive and the ones were supposed to be the ugly. And you found that they matched up pretty equally, you know, cause like the, all the people went to like the tens, 
you know, they all went to the tens. And so the, the tens knew that they had something going on. They didn't know what number was on their head, but they knew something was going on because everyone was talking to them. So then they got really choosy and they decided, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go for the 10 guy. And the 10 guy was like, oh yeah, of course, you know? <laughs> so yeah, th th there is something to leagues, but um, I think that guys do have the ability to break out of leagues if they're, you know, they're bold enough, but um you know, I also like, it's weird when I talk to guys, if they're like going for girls that, uh, you know, maybe I wouldn't go for, I like, I don't dissuade them from doing that. Cause I'm like, Hey, whatever you're into what you're into. You know, I'm not here yeah, to judge and say, we oh, don't cock block like girls do like girls. Like, yeah. like when you're out, you know, like you're not going to go up to a bachelorette party and like, you know, there's like 50 girls and you might get a girl's number, but you're not going to take a girl home from that. You're not going to like out herself as a slut to all their friends. You see a mm -hmm. girl who's all alone at a bar. Like, you know, you're, she's got mental health issues. She's there to be like, you look for two women, two women. Like that, that's like slut friends or out to meet men. Mm. And so when you meet a girl, you know, and you're, you're going to take her home, she goes back to her friend to tell her not to worry. She's leaving with this guy. Mm -hmm. If you're ugly, her friend will cock block you. Yes. So, you know, like, like the, the, the slut friends kind of keep each other, you know, like they prevent from going home with inappropriate men. That's why you got to win over her slut friend. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, in general, you gotta... If you meet them both at the same time, that's, yeah, that's great. Yeah. But if like you meet them, like whether, you know, Diverge or something, yeah. Then you got to pass a slut friend too. Yeah, you got. You always got to. You always got to. Got to pass that slut friend test. The best. All right, man. Oh yeah. Slut's a pretty like you go with for a pretty girl, you know, like she's like being a bitch to you. You're like actually, you know. So I just want to know if you'd introduce me to her. You point out to like her slightly uglier slut friend. What's she drinking? Right there, you go. That's like a sort of like an old mystery technique too, right? You sort of like pay attention to her ugly friend, and then she's like, "What the fuck." You know, then she starts competing for your attention. There's, there's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of that you can do. If they're good uh, friends, though, like she'll be, you know, like she'll be cool if you're hitting on her ugly friend because she wants her ugly friend to get some loving too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good friend. That's a good friend. I want to make sure that she gets laid too. All right, Archwinger, we've been here for uh, for about an hour now. Uh, great conversation. Thanks for going through all this stuff with me. Where where can people find you online? I'm vaguely on Twitter, but I like mostly ignore stuff unless it's like interesting, you know, and I have all my crap on Reddit. I'm like, you know, not trying to monetize the manosphere. Like everyone ever said something smart on Reddit is trying to monetize the manosphere right now. And I know, it just seems like too much work. So yeah, I occasionally appear on YouTube and I have like a Twitter handle. All right. Well, fair enough. So I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'm going to link just for the people listening because they probably want to read through some of this. Uh, I'm going to link to the, to his, all of his stuff. It's going to be a direct link to all of his greatest hits and then i'll link to his twitter if, if you guys want to give him a follow and see what kind of shenanigans he's up to on twitter cool i uh, promise not falling asleep just my camera angle <laughs> fair enough all right have a good night man how you too archwinger thank you so much for joining me man you're welcome back anytime great conversation i love that you're active in the space again and i like getting your insights when you comment on my posts <laughs> Actually, the first couple of times I saw you comment on my post, I was like, oh my God, that's the Archwinger. And the funny thing is when I, when I talk to you about it, you're so damn humble about it. You're like, well, I'm just, you know, I just pissed some words out on the internet seven years ago and uh, I'm glad guys find value in it. Like, dude, I think your materials probably saved more marriages than, I don't know, the love languages ever did. <laughs> So uh, you should be proud of that, man. You should be proud of that. Thanks again. Hopefully I can, I can get you back on again sometime soon. All right, guys, that's all I have this episode. Be sure to like, subscribe, hit those notifications if you guys haven't done so already. If you guys haven't dropped a comment, 
now's your chance. Drop a, drop an emoji. I don't care. I don't care if it's an eggplant. I don't care. I don't care if it's if it's a peach. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever and uh, if you guys were sounding off during the live chat i appreciate that you guys it's not too late to send a super chat you can send a super chat i will see i will see it on the back end i'll just screenshot it and i will share it on the social media speaking of social media follow me on all social media the links are in the description get on the email list list.comeonmanpod.com the links for uh for that in the description as well you can get your free PDF with 20 dating app openers that are guaranteed to capture a woman's attention in the first seven words. And then I'll also mail you some, some free stickers. There's some, uh, we also have these uh, rule zero stickers here. Got rule zero stickers that I send with that as well. Check out the practical law of attraction course, loa.comeonmanpod.com. Join the beer club, right? We've got quite a bit of guys. It's a, it's a bustling group now on Telegram. In fact, I would venture to say that there's more activity in the beer club than there are in the 3%, the 3% brotherhood group on Facebook. Okay. The guys in, in telegram are active. They're talking, they're, they're sharing notes. They're, they're swapping stories. It's not even necessarily about dating. Sometimes they're just talking about bullshit, right? Like uh, one of the, one of the guys in there, his name is Lee. He's a stand-up comedian out of Texas. Like he posts his, uh, his TikToks in there all the time and they're hilarious. <laughs> or he talks about, you know, bantering with, with, with people while he's on stage and stuff like that. It's just, it's a good group of dudes. You can go in there talk about literally whatever you want. Right. And the three percent brotherhood, we have rules. Like you, you, we really want to keep it to dating and relationship and leveling up. But the, the, the beer club's not about that the beer clubs about guys being guys. So join the club and take your filter off, say whatever you want. I don't give a shit. Right. <laughs> Coaching is also available at gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. There's free trials available for that. If you want to try that out, uh, see how that, see if we'd be a good fit or not. You can sign up for it. We can have our call. If it doesn't work for you, no problem. Cancel at any time. If it does, then let's, let's work on some stuff. Let's, uh, let's see what areas you want to work on and let's, let's make some goals and let's achieve those goals. Okay. We can do that together. All right, guys, that's all I have for this episode. We will see you guys Wednesday for the live stream. This has been the come on man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.